So for all those former soldiers out there, we need your help. Just kind of tell your story of what, what you loved about your army. It's just by telling our stories in person to those people that have never talked to anyone that's been in the military. Welcome to AUSA's Army Matters podcast, focusing on what's important to the total Army community. We bring vital Army conversations and interviews on issues relevant to soldiers, military families, and all of you amazing Army supporters. Rotating each week, our show includes Soldier Today, Leading Great Teams, Family Voices, and Thought Leaders. Let's tune into the show. Hello, everyone. I'm Sergeant Major of the Army retired Dan Daly, and welcome to this episode of Soldier Today. Well, it's that time of year again, the event that many soldiers look forward to throughout the year. Yep, the 2022 AUSA Annual Meeting is just around the corner. The Association of the United States Army's Annual Meeting will kick off on Monday, 10 October, in downtown Washington, D.C. We look forward to seeing everyone in person again this year and helping the Army and its leaders showcase building the Army of 2030 this year's annual meeting theme. One of the busiest guys during the annual meeting has joined us in the studio. He is here to give us a sneak preview of some of the things you should be on the lookout for during this year's annual meeting. With me today is the 16th Sergeant Major of the Army, SMA Michael Grinston. SMA, welcome back to the Soldier Today podcast studio. You're always one of our most popular guests, and I'm excited to chat with you again today. Dan, thanks for having me, and I'm really excited about this year's annual meeting. Annual meeting time is here again, but before we jump into the preview and the highlights of what's in store for annual meeting, let's talk about the thing that precedes it, the Army 10-Miler. Last year, it was canceled due to COVID. Well, not canceled. It was remote or virtual or I don't know what the word to use, but it wasn't here. And people love the Army 10-Miler. Are we good to go this year? Oh, damn. We're really good to go this year. <laughs> I'm excited about it. We're going to do it. It's going to be huge. And just... To see everybody lined up and having 35,000 runners out there on the road and and just enjoying themselves, exercising. I'm super excited about it this year. I've got one of my best friends uh, is going to do it. And I've asked in my last Army 10 Miler officially in in uniform that I have uh, friends and family around me. So my wife is going to participate and one of my friends is going to be there. So I'm not just excited for all the runners who are going to be out there. I just uh, It's going to be a great personal event for me. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, I'm excited too. You know, that's just a great time. And what a camaraderie. What an amazing thing. If it's something you haven't done, put it on your bucket list. The Army 10-Miler, we're back in action for 2022. We're going to be right there at the Pentagon on 9 October, real early in the morning. So you got to get up early if you want to run 10 miles with the Army. Sorry, Major, thanks. Uh, Anyone that has been to AUSA's annual meeting in the past will attest that there are plenty of things to see and do over the course of just three days and so many events to choose from. However, my favorite event is the SMA's annual awards and recognition luncheon. SMA, what's in store for this year's luncheon? Well, it's it's super exciting because this year, not only are we going to announce the best warrior, the best NCO, the best soldier of the year, we're also, for the first time, we're going to announce an Army Best Squad. We put a lot of effort into this in the last three years, trying to figure out what a squad is and what it isn't. But mostly, I'm super excited that we're going to announce a squad, and it's going to be tough. <laughs> the competition is going to start next week. It's going to be really tough. I'm not going to talk about everything they're going to do. But at that luncheon, for the first time, we're going to announce the Best Squad. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I was just up at Fort McCoy. And I got a chance to meet the Army Reserve's best squads, a great group of soldiers. They're all great. 
And they were asking me questions. What should we expect? And I said, you know what? Can't do it. SMA's got something in store for you. And I promise you, I said the same thing. It's going to be good, SMA. And we're excited. And this is a, a long time in the making. We covered this in the past. SMA gave us some preludes to how we built this thing and the concept behind it. Supports This is my squad. We're looking forward to it. This is the first ever Army Best Squad. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about the journey? Now, we're not going to talk about the competition, but uh, the journey. How, how long does it take to get that squad up to where you're going to compete them next week? Yeah, it's months. So I thought when we initially made this announcement and made the decision probably around January, maybe even December, that's plenty of time. Of course, you know, the Army National Guard said, Sergeant Major, we need more time. So finally said, well, we're still going to do it. So it takes a lot of time. You know, you go from battalion to brigade to division to corps to force com or user pack or user. So this is about a year long journey for a squad to get through all the gates to get to the Army competition. And I'm really proud of them to get to this level. So, again, it's going to be super exciting to, to announce the best squad. Yep. And if you're a follower of the SMA's Twitter page like I am, SMA tweeted uh, a little piece of what was going on in the TRADOC competition, a young female artillery soldier doing the slide for life of Florida Benning, displaying how she entered the water, probably not the appropriate way, but it was, she quoted, it was the artillery way. Um, so if you're not on uh, SMA's Twitter, you should check him out. He's got some good stuff on there all the time. SMA, along with recognizing and showcasing our top enlisted soldiers in the Army, during your awards and recognition luncheon, you also do something else that to me is very special. Can you share with our listeners what that is and what it stands for? Every year we announce the Sergeant Major of the Army, um, the honorary Sergeant Major of the Army, and this is a great event, and I'm not going to tell you who it's going to be this year. You know, we did Denzel Washington last year, and really excited about that. And this year's, you know, recipient is going to be equally exciting. So it's really a chance just to honor those have, that have given lifelong service to the Enlisted Corps. I look forward to the entire luncheon. It's not just that. It's uh, the singing of the songs, the division songs. It's the announcement of the best squad. It's the awarding of the honorary SMA. So all these things wrapped up in one lunch. Is, it's the highlight of the AUSA, if you want to ask me. I, I know the chief would disagree with, you know, the marshal dinner or his comments or secretaries. It's not about that. It's about the luncheon, the NCO luncheon. So uh, we, uh, we really uh, look forward to that and looking forward to announce the honorary SMA. Well, you're going to have to go to lunch and figure out who that is. But uh, I can tell you the people who have received that honor before, all well-deserving and some big names. So that's a tough uh, honor to earn right there. All right, SMA, let's, let's jump to Tuesday's events. Looking at the annual meeting agenda on day two, you'll be hosting the SMA's Professional Development Forum. Can you give our listeners a sneak preview of what they may hear during that session? Dan, absolutely. This one is going to be this year's uh, training the Army of 2030. And I say that deliberately as training. When I look at what the NCOs are responsible for, small individual units and small crew training, this is important for our Army to make sure we get this right. As we roll out FM 7.0, this is uh, you know training the force. That's the manual. And that's the new manual. And I think all the NCOs need to read this and they need to know about it. So I'm really excited about this forum, uh, which will host some of the senior SAR majors in the Army to talk about training of the Army for 2030. Well, that's another good event to stay tuned for. 
We're going to take a short break, but stay tuned to hear more from the SMA about this year's annual meeting, along with a discussion about some really important topics going on in the Army today. Have you purchased your AUSA swag yet? Be proud to show your support for AUSA, which in turn shows your support for the U.S. Army and our soldiers. Check out all AUSA swag at shop.ausa.org. We're back with SMA Grinston talking about AUSA's annual meeting and a few other subjects. SMA, finally on Wednesday of the meeting um, is your annual initiative brief. This is also one of the big highlights for me which has been the, one of the most watched events over the past two years in the annual meeting out of all the events. And yet you heard me say all the events. Any preview on what you've got stored for the Army in 2023? Well, I wish, Dan, I'd give you a little sneak preview, but I want to keep it as a teaser. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We've got some maybe a little information on the body composition program. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to for the next year in the basic leader course and just a ton of initiatives to my squad app. You just don't have enough time to preview it. And uh, I'm just giving you the topics now. So you're really going to have to tune in to the AUSA. We're going to lay out what some of the things that we completed and then talk about some of the things I just mentioned and where we're going for the future in the next year. Yeah. So if you want to know where the enlisted force is going and the whole army, really, not just the enlisted force is going for the next year, this is the event to be at at the annual meeting. And a note to our listeners out there, we hope you all can join us at the annual meeting, but you can't. Don't worry. You don't have to miss what the SMA is going to say in his initiative brief for 2023. It will be streamed live on Divids and Facebook beginning at 12 Eastern time on 12 October. And stay tuned because we'll send out information on how you can get LinkedIn and hear what the SMA is going to say. SMA, it's amazing how quickly time flies. And when you came in, you mentioned this is your last uh, annual meeting. And you're heading into what will be the last year as the Sergeant Major of the Army. Uh, you championed a lot of great initiatives since you took over in 2019. However, none of us have time to get everything we want to accomplish. What's your focus going into the final stretch of your tenure as the 16th SMA? Dan, like I said, I'm going to kind of lay those out in that initiative brief. I just gave you a, a tidbit of some of those things, those teasers that we're really going to really trying to hit home. And I will just highlight one thing. We got to make sure we're an army that's well-trained, that has good cohesive teams that are highly trained, disciplined, and fit. We have to be prepared for that. So we're not coming off that narrative. And most of the things that we've done are still going to focus in on that. But ultimately, I do have one request. I really would like to keep pushing on those harmful behaviors that we need to get to zero. We've made some great strides with getting our suicide numbers lower. You will see a report on sexual assault from last year. and But I, we believe this year uh, we're heading in the right direction in those two. So ultimately, we have a lot of things to work on with readiness, but I'd really like to see those harmful behaviors get the lowest that they've ever been in the last 10 years. So, And how we do that, that's what we're going to lay out in the initiative brief. Well, there you heard it. You're going to have to tune in on the SMA's initiative brief at the annual meeting to hear all what's in store. SMA, if you don't mind, I want to shift gears a little. And, and I know our listeners would like to hear your thoughts on a few subjects. First one, tough one, recruiting. It has been a challenge. Can you give us an update? Dan, I'd, I'd like to say that we met our uh, assessments goals for this year, but that's not correct. We're going to have uh, one of the lowest years that we've had in, since I've been in the Army in assessions. So it's been a tough year. And 
But one of those things we're doing about that is the Future Soldier Preparatory Course. And I'm really excited about this. This is a really great initiative that TRADOC had, and it's really great for our Army and maybe even our country, is how do we prepare soldiers to come in the Army? And they're going to work on, first, they're going to work on the physical fitness, so they have time to really kind of come in and get physically fit. And then they're going to work on some academics. So they're going to bring people into a classroom and then work on some of the skills uh, that they may have not gotten because maybe online. So this course is really exciting on how we prepare soldiers to come in the military. And we are looking to expand that. It's at Fort Jackson. And right now we're looking how we're going to expand this to Leonardwood, Fort Sill, and all the training facilities. Um, and Fort Benning would be the last one. And how do we get this out? And we're super excited. But again, I, I really do need everyone's help with the sessions. Everyone is a recruiter. So we need to go out and just tell our stories about how great it is to be in the military. And most people haven't even talked to someone that's ever been in the Army. Don't talk to the same people that you always talk to. Find someone that has never met anybody in the Army and say, here's what the Army did for me. I heard you recently talk and say, Largely, we're still doing recruiting the same way we have been for 50, 70s, 80 years, right? So we got we have to modernize. I mean, we got to think about a different approach, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've looked at all kinds of new ways. Ultimately, though, what I'd ask everybody to do is we are your army and we need everybody's help. Everybody is a recruiter. Just tell your story. It doesn't have to be unique. You don't have to recruit people. But I think what's missing is people don't know what our Army is about and what we do for them on a daily basis. So for all those former soldiers out there, we need your help. Just kind of tell your story of what you loved about your Army. It's just by telling our stories in person to those people that have never talked to anyone that's been in the military. Sorry, Major, we're behind you. We're telling those stories every day, and we're telling one right now. SMA, the last time we talked, you gave us your thoughts on the war in Ukraine and an update on what our soldiers and our army were doing in response to those tragic events. Can you tell us where we are today? Well, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and for all the right reasons, we can't tell you everything. Um, but I'm extremely proud of our soldiers and what they're doing. Um, we've been asked to do more and more every day. And you can see, you know, on the news, all the, the equipment that we have provided to the Ukrainians. And it's amazing uh, of how well the Ukrainians are doing uh, with the equipment that we've done. And I can highlight some of the ways that we're modernizing how we can help them is we've given them HIMARS, we give them howitzers, but if you need to change the tube for the howitzer, you know, maybe they're not familiar with that. So we've got some great warrant officers in our army and one of those warrants says, well, show me what you're looking at. And then they look at it through a camera on some kind of you know, network and shows us say, okay, this is the tube. Okay. Well, this is how you do it. So we call it telemaintenance. <laughs> so those is just one of those things that uh, we're doing across the army and we're doing everything we can to help the Ukrainians with their fight. And we're proud of them. Uh, and you, we can see the success of what's happening uh, right now. Yeah. And last time we talked, you mentioned we have a good amount of soldiers in, in Europe um, shoring up the confidence of our partners too. Is that still going on? 
Oh, absolutely. We have several brigades there. We already have the two that are stationed there. The 173rd and 2CR are still there. And we have two more brigades. And the 101st is now there as a division headquarters um, over um, shoring up our partners. We also have 5th Corps over there and responsible for the region of doing some partner training. So we have soldiers you know, all across uh, the Baltic states. And I got a chance to visit our great soldiers up in Latvia and Lithuania a couple months ago. And I I'm, couldn't be more proud of what they're doing. And we're constantly uh, rotating those soldiers in and out uh, as uh, we need to get forces over there. And I think this is really working, assuring our partners, doing some training. So Fifth uh, Corps has that mission of doing some of the training over there. And they have been extremely successful. And I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of them. Yeah, we're all proud of those uh, young men and women over there fighting for our country and doing great things, keeping the confidence up of our great partners and allies in, in Europe. SMA, recently, there's been a lot of media coverage on quality of life, barracks, family housing. What's the Army doing in response to that? Well, we're staying on course. So what I mean by that is, you know, three years ago, the chief of staff of the Army gave us five quality of life areas he wants to focus in on. Housing was one of those. Healthcare, childcare, spouse employment, PCS moves. Those quality of life initiatives for the chief have been steady and putting resources at them. An example is a couple of years ago, I said, we really need to work on our barracks. That's housing too. And we said $1 billion for the next 10 years. So we're staying on track on that. It's going to take a lot of time to get to the barracks. We can't move everyone out and just put everybody back in. So it just takes a lot of time and we have to stay the course. We need timely, adequate, predictable funding to do that, to stay on our budget. But we have a plan, the facilities investment plan to renovate these barracks. We have to stay consistent, but that's not the only one. We've got initiatives in the PCS move, spouse employment, I would also ask you to tune in to the Family Forum, you know, as you know, as you've done in the past. Uh, the secretary, the chief, and I lay out what we're doing on quality of life, and we lay out a lot of those initiatives in that forum. I've just gave you, given you one example of what we're doing for quality of life, but we'll lay all those out again at the Family Forum when the secretary, the chief, and I host Yep. And the SMA is referring to the family forum number three on day two in the afternoon. I'll tell you that is a, it's a standing room only place. And you get to ask questions directly to the Sergeant of the Army, the chief of staff and the secretary of the Army. And they give you answers right there in front of the crowd. So stay tuned for that one as well. SMA, on that same subject, just today, the secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin, announced immediate and long term actions to help strengthen the economic security and stability of service members and their families. Can you share with our listeners what this is all about? This is really good. We did do a very small meeting with the Secretary of Defense yesterday. We had all the senior enlisted advisors for all the services, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, and Space Force. <laughs> so uh, we're all in there. So number one, it talks about securing affordable basic needs. And so there's an, going to be an automatic increase of the basic allowance for housing for active duty soldiers in areas where we find a shortage. And I do want to say that it's an automatic increase. What we did last year was you could request this increase if you're in a certain area. So you could apply for it. Well, we found not everybody applied for it. So this year, it's going to be an automatic increase. On 1 January 2023, we're going to start the basic needs allowance. 
And that will provide more money for those soldiers in need if they need basic allowance. Again, if they qualify and they have a certain threshold, this money will be added to their pay. But the second topic was making moves easier. So we all have seen an increase in the woes of trying to find a place. Sometimes you can't find a place. Sometimes it's hard just to have money to find that place. So one of the things that the Secretary of Defense has done was increased the time that you can have temporary lodging. It went from 10 days to 14 days, but you can also allow all the way up to 60 days. Wow. So if, you, if you're struggling trying to find a house, there's no rush. Uh, you can authorize 60 days of temporary lodging. That helps. There's going to be an increase for the dislocation allowance from E1 to E6. You're get more money um, when you get ready to PCS. And these payments, uh, service members will be paid automatically one month prior to their move day. So you're going to get it earlier. You're going to get a little bit more money about a month prior so that as you start to incur those costs, you're going to get that pay into your pay automatically one month ahead of time. So when you start getting the costs, you don't have to go into debt. You can pay those and you're going to get more money. We're going to strengthen our support to our families. And one of the things I'm excited there is in the child development centers, we want employees to be able to take their children to the child development center. So there's going to be a 50% employee discount for the first child in the child development center. So if you're a child development center worker, we need you to work. So there's going to be a big discount if you have your kids in the CDC. And then lastly is expanding spousal employment. So uh, we want spouses to work. We need them to work in CDCs, but where the Secretary of Defense says, how can we make these uh, actions easier for spouses? One of those is non-competitive direct hiring authorities for military spouses in the Department of Defense. So this is a great memo. That's not all to it. Those were just some of the highlights in the memo. And I need everyone to read it. And we're probably going to do some kind of chain teach so that we get this information all the way down to the soldiers that need it. Having a policy and no one understands it or applies for it and uses it, it's not a very good policy. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we get this down. This is really good for our soldiers and they need to know about it. And that's our obligation to get this out to them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is a must read. I've never seen a memo with that much bold shift in it. In one correspondence in my entire career, this is incredible initiatives for our soldiers and their families. And like SMA said, if you're not aware, you probably aren't going to take advantage of them. Um, so read that memo. It's got a lot of information that's going to benefit you. SMA, I saw recently on social media that soldiers don't have to do any more online anything, right? I mean, nothing. It's like no online, nothing. What's what's the deal here? Yeah. As you know, everything gets taken out of context. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love my job. So the question was from a young platoon leader said, I'm down in the motor pool and I'm changing a tank engine. And I get told to stop changing the tank engine and then go do my mandatory online training. And I said, don't do it. Absolutely. Don't do that. Don't, do not stop changing the tank engine to go do your online training. So we need to clarify that. So I didn't say we're doing away with all online training and all mandatory online training. What we found is there's only about 15 hours of mandatory online training in, in the course of a year. 
But what most people didn't hear is the second part of what I said is battalion and brigade commanders and sergeant majors need to prioritize the training. So when you do have an online training event, it shouldn't be, oh, wait, stop the train engine. You need to do good training management so that you know when you have these requirements, you need to, to do them in a timely manner. But bottom line, the commanders at all levels need to prioritize training and have a good training management program. So when you have all these requirements to do, if there's too many, then I'll, I will stand by my statement. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. But ultimately, this is a product of training management. We have to do better with our training management and we prioritize those tasks. So when we do that, I think we're going to be a much better army. Well, me did a good job of capturing the first part of what you said, SMA. I just want to tell you that. And the soldiers were uber excited about it, but we had to clear that up. So, Major, as always, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And we could enjoy having you here for hours, but you're busy and you got an army to run. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Just a couple of things. You know, I'm really excited. I've been proud to, to represent uh, the soldiers, not just the enlisted soldiers, but all the soldiers for the last three years. I got one more year to go, and I mean, we're going to push really hard. But I also have to transition, and I'm doing my transition. I went to the class. I went to my transition. I'm not going to take my foot off the gas on what we're doing for the Army, but everybody has to transition, and we need to all take time, and we need to allow our soldiers the time that they need to go to transition out of the military, whether you've been in for 35 years or you've been in for three years. Those transitions are important and how we manage those in transitions and how we treat our soldiers as they leave is extremely important, no matter how they leave. So that's my closing thought with really a story. A few days ago, I was called by a soldier who unfortunately was diagnosed, a former soldier who was diagnosed with ALS. Uh, this soldier I was his squad leader or his section chief 30 years ago, basically. And I, I literally chaptered him out of the army. Um, but as uh, he got this disease, his boss said he had never stopped talking about me and wanted to talk to me one more time and just to say thank you. So that transition and how you treat people when they transition is super important. And so that's my closing thoughts to everybody that would listen. And every leader is to say, if you chaptered a soldier out in their last thoughts, and one of the things that they say, would they want be willing to call you as a leader because you treated them the right way when they're leaving the military, no matter how they left. And I think that's super important. And even some people say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So I would say I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to be the Sergeant Major of the Army. Well, wonderful words from our 16th Sergeant Major of the Army, Sergeant Major Grinston. Our time has come to an end to close this edition of Soldier Today. All of us here at the Association of United States Army want to thank SMA Grinston for joining us today, giving us a sneak preview, just a sneak preview of his annual meeting events and answers on some important and tough Army subjects. As Soldier for Life, I can say from all of us across the country, Thank you, SMA, for your incredible service and all you continue to do for our Army and our soldiers. Join us again in the studio for another great podcast.
To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army Day. Hua.